Today's conversation, which is all around overhauling your systems, is brought to you by the amazing team at MRI Property Tree, helping you take your property management business where you want to go next. This season, we are concentrating on systems and operations, and our friends at MRI Property Tree know all about that, and they're probably just as passionate as we are about making sure the -the behind-the-scenes stuff in property management departments is running smoothly and like a well-oiled machine. But very shortly, we're going to be talking about why it's so important to give your system an overhaul, when you should go about doing this, and what does an overhaul actually look like when it comes to the nuts and bolts of it. But before we dive in today, we'd like to start each conversation with some gratitude. So we'll start with you, Terry. What are you grateful for today? I was just thinking about a conversation I had yesterday with a property manager just, just over the phone and it was it was so refreshing. We kind of bonded over digital door locks and contactless move-ins and, and it actually reminded me how lucky I am to be able to work with, with some amazing people. So I'm, I was feeling really grateful. Well, I am actually still feeling very grateful for our industry today and the, the people in it. What about you, Sean Lee? What are you grateful for? I love that you're excited about digital door locks, Terry. So I love <laughs> about you. Um, I actually am really grateful for someone that I got to speak with yesterday on the phone um, as well. So she is another trainer in our industry and doing some really, really amazing things um, with business owners and BDMs. And she just had a really, really good energy about her. She was very enthusiastic and I just loved her authenticity um, and her excitement around collaborating with other trainers just like us in this industry. So it was a really nice and refreshing conversation um, and one that I definitely took a lot away from. So I'm feeling very grateful to be connected with someone like her today. So yeah, that's me. Um, But moving forward, let's get into today's conversation, which is all about ensuring that your systems are in tip-top shape. And I guess to start off with Terry, can you please just give our listeners some context around what we mean when we're talking about systems in a property management department. That'll probably be a good place for us to start. Great. Thanks, Sean. Because this is actually a really good question because I don't know that many of us actually stop and think about what a system is, let alone why they're so important. And basically a system is having a defined set of practices and procedures that we do in in our different activities to achieve the result we're after, which in property management is very much around delivering value to our clients. So think about the system as the thing we want to use to get stuff done. And then your processes are the bits that make it happen efficiently. And systems are so incredibly important in a property management department. Well, actually, in every business, but today, you know, we are specifically talking about property management. So, uh, and you guys have heard me talk about the client experience and the cu- and customer service before. And and I always bang on about how we need to have consistency around what we do to make sure we're we're not only meeting our clients' expectations but exceeding them. And well, systems play a big role in us being able to do this. And the reason we need to review them regularly is because the world is changing all the time. And and we as an industry, we need to remain relevant. So if we think about what's happened in the last 18 months alone, where we've actually experienced this, this period of rapid change, like if we were conducting business today in exactly the same way as we were pre-pandemic, then not only would we be breaking all kinds of rules probably, well, depending upon where you where you live, but our clients would be looking elsewhere for a property manager, like one who kept up with the times because their experiences with other industries are 
influencing how they feel about the way that we do things. And and actually nothing pains me more than, and I'm going to try not to get on my soapbox here, Sean, but nothing pains me more than when someone says to me, I can't wait for things to return to normal or once this is over, we can go back to the way we've always done things. Like It's like saying to me, I deliver old-fashioned service and using that as your point of difference because, like, hell, I do not want personally old-fashioned service and I'm not sure that anyone else does anymore. I don't have time for it and I'm pretty sure neither do our clients. We want things to be fast and simple. We want service to cater to our individual needs and and make us feel, feel good but also be flexible enough to deal with our changes or any changes around our requirements. So, you know, I mean, it is fairly high what our expectations I guess around service but that's the way the world is now and imagine and even the thought of this just absolutely horrifies me if this happened but imagine if Australia Post changed their system back to how they used to do things before um, before COVID hit so you know when they're, when they're delivering parcels because I don't know if you can remember but they used to have a sign to say that we'd received our delivery and and if you weren't home they just left this little cardboard card and you had to go to the post office to collect your parcel and now they use this little barcode scanny thing that gives them all the information they need without a signature they probably have some kind of gps thing happening there but they've changed their system and there would absolutely be a revolt if they tried to force us to go back and pick up our parcel from the post office again like i i hated I hated finding those little card things in my letterbox. And so I'd probably be leading the protest. And Sean, I reckon you wouldn't be too far behind me, actually. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) So annoying. So that's a classic example of they changed their system, but they can't go back to how it was before because our expectations have changed. And as property managers, what we don't want to do is fall into the trap of believing that just because something has always worked one way in the past, that it's going to continue to be what our clients want. And, and this is why we do need to regularly review how we're doing things. Um, the pace at which change is occurring, it's not going to slow down and we need to make sure we're keeping up so that we don't get left behind. And in fact, We've actually deliberately used the word overhaul in our um, title today because when we're overhauling something, we, it means we're, we're closely examining it and then we're going to um, actually make changes to improve it. So when I'm saying review today, I'm actually meaning overhaul, by the way. So, um, And it's not just knowing that you can do something better, but actually implementing the changes to make it happen. That That's the key. So And guys, I'm super aware that we have a lot going on and and just even thinking about reviewing your systems can feel really quite overwhelming, um, particularly when you realise just how many moving parts we have in property management. And in fact, some of us may take the approach, it ain't broke, so don't fix it. And I agree, we don't need to make change for the sake of change, but I want you to be really careful if you find yourself thinking this way. It's almost as bad as when someone says, but we've always done it this way. So actively looking for ways to improve how you do things, how you utilise the systems you have in place, is going to ensure that you're not going to wake up one day and find that you have been left behind in you know, our, our rapidly changing world. So the question is, how often should we be reviewing our systems? And I also want to mention that it's not just the type of system we're using for a particular task we need to be looking at, but more importantly, how we're utilising it. I just want to make that clear. But 
rather than trying to tackle every system we use in property management at once, I suggest breaking it down into different categories and depending upon their size, like just focusing on one or, or two a month. So this needs to be a habit. And guys, the more regularly you do this, the easier it gets. In fact, it's actually a little bit addictive, you know, that yeah, can we, how can we improve this? You know, you can't, becomes a really, um, it's a good habit though. It's good, good addiction, not like, um, you know, my addiction to M&M peanuts there for a while, but anyway. <laughs> the same thing, <laughs> peanut butter M&Ms. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had them for ages. It's all right, it's all right. Now that I've thought about them, though, I might be a bit distracted. So, but, so let's look at leasing. A great time to review your leasing process and the systems you're using would be for like many areas, um, the second quarter of a year. So you might have just come out of an incredibly hectic period. So, you know, we all know January and February can be a little bit crazy for leasing in many places. And, and you want to want to do this while everything's really fresh in your mind. So March is probably like, you know, you might be doing a little bit of um, recovery and catch up during that month. And we don't want to be making decisions, guys, when, you know, um, we are in the midst of a crazy time. Um, but so, you know, that second quarter, starting in April. So all the pain points, all the bits that frustrated you, the feedback you received, good and bad, these are important things to take into consideration. And we all know how important it is to get this piece of the property management puzzle right. A great leasing experience sets the tone for the relationship that we're going to have with both our owners and our tenants, which, you know, when we do get it right, makes everyone involved so much happier, including ourselves. And when you look at leasing, there is so much that goes on in this space. Think about it. We need to consider how we upload our advertisements to the portals when we're advertising, the booking system we use for appointments, application processing, preparation and signing of leases, bond payments, ingoing condition reports, how we're communicating with owners and tenants, including, you know, the reports and, and feedback, our internal communication within the team. And then there is the whole onboarding of new tenants and key management. So there's a lot going on here. And I'm betting that in most offices, you have at least three or four different pieces of tech or, or systems you're using for leasing alone. Now, some of those systems will be utilised for other tasks, but for, for this exercise, we're just looking at leasing. So for your review or overhaul, if you like, the first step is to create a list of all the systems you do use during the leasing process and then get very clear about what you want each of them to achieve. What's their purpose? And then rate whether it's hitting the mark for you or not. So you could... Um, give an answer to each question, like a score out of five. So the questions could be, is it simple to use? Yes, give it a five. Does everyone in the team use it the same way? No, not very well. So maybe that's a three. Does it make the client experience better? Is it cost effective? Does it complement or integrate with other core systems you're using? What features does it have that you're not, a, that you're not utilizing and why? Is it still relevant? Does it do the job we want it to? Do we save time by using it? Does the automation, if there is any automation, enhance or detract from the experience for your clients? So, look, it might seem like there are a lot of questions, but they're actually pretty quick to run through initially. And, like, you can, yeah, they're not the only questions you can ask, by the way. They're just some, some to give you an idea. But once you have the answers or, or the rating, then you're going to be able to identify easily where you need to investigate a little further. So, 
look at something like your key system as an example. And everyone knows how I feel about keys, but you know, perhaps after answering all the questions and, and how you're using it, you might look at moving to a different system. Or what will more likely happen is that you realize that the reason not everyone is using it is something as simple as like where the scanner is situated or that the team actually just needs refresher training. So they're super easy changes or improvements um, to do to implement. And anything that can be tweaked or completed quickly and without too much disruption, you should actually do that really like immediately, basically. So for anything larger, where you or someone from your team needs to spend considerable time putting it into place, well, we call that a project. And you'll need to designate time and resources outside of the initial review to get this organised. So look, I've got a big tip here. Um, Be careful not to go down the rabbit hole too much because you will then not have the time or the energy to actually finish what you start, or you may not even get started because you don't even have the resources available. So depending upon the systems used and the complexity of them, you'll need to work out a plan around which systems or parts of the system you're going to review each month. And so look at the key review. You might get distracted because you realise you actually need to do a key audit because during lockdown, keys, uh, you know, they just seem to be even more prone to disappear, which is like, you know, even more of a nightmare for me. Um, or the team might not be confident that the office set of keys or the, the ones that you're holding that, you know, out in the cupboard, out the back, that they even work. So, and a key audit can be a really big job. So what we don't want is that the rest of the leasing systems that you're looking at are not being reviewed because all of your attention is on keys. You know, because you think that you need to do this audit, then you're not even moving the scanner to where everyone's going to be um, able to access it easier. It becomes a really big project project, and, um, and it should be separate to what you're doing. So just like if you decided to change your, um, I guess, you know, the key tracking system, like that's a project, right? It, it, but it is a result of the review. And the initial review is kind of, if you think about it, a scan um, to identify the quick wins we can implement. So the, the projects that come out of it, they must be carefully considered and specific timeframes and resources need to be allocated. So, Sean, I know I've talked quite a lot here, but there's so much to give. Like, I just wanted to share so much. But you yourself are going through a change in your own personal systems at the moment as because you're preparing to hit the road with your family and tour around Australia. It sounds really exciting. You're going to be living in a bus. But the way you live currently in a house where there's plenty of storage, you have a yard and a pool, you have an ensuite, like it's simply not going to work. Your system's not going to work when you're travelling. And so we could say that you're actually overhauling your systems at the moment with a view to what it will look like. But I can guarantee you once you're on the road, there's there's going to be refinements you need to make, um, loads of them. And how you start at the beginning of your trip will be very different to how it ends. Mm, wow. Okay. So when you started talking, I was like, oh my God, that's actually really scary when you start to think about what I have to do to get on the road. But it, that is, yeah, it's exactly what we're doing at the moment. So it's been a really, really big eye opener for me. Um, and yeah, thinking about things like, you know, storage and space, et cetera, and all the things that I've become really accustomed to having in my everyday life, I'm going to need to find some, you know, to, I guess, um, re- rejig my systems around. So um, equally excited, I guess, around getting clear around what we do need to live 
you know, though, and what we do need, sorry, um, to live and what we don't need to live. And you're right in saying that it really is just a process of identifying, you know, what's working and what's not once we're actually out on the road. And I imagine we'll do this quite a few times throughout the trip. Um, but I just think it's, you know, it's for me, it's all around simplifying everything and utilizing everything that we do have at our disposal, which we know so many agencies aren't actually doing, Terry. They have all these systems in place, but they're not actually utilizing them to the best of their ability. They're just using bits and pieces. So I'm going to do the exact same thing when we leave to travel. Um, it's just making sure that I am utilizing everything that we have um, and not just taking it for the sake of it or not just using it, um, you know, occasionally. I want to make sure that we're using it all the time. Yeah, the other thing that you'll probably do is you'll find you'll have to stop that whole like, oh, we need that just in case because, yeah, the just in case. I've already done that. Yeah. I've already done that and I've thought, oh, I need that that pair of shorts just in case. And I'm like, no, I haven't worn them for a year. I will not need them just in case. So, again, it's just getting really clear on and, you know, it's completely different from management, but am I using this in my everyday life? Will I use it on the road? If it's a hell yes, I'm going to take it. If it's a hell no, I'm going to leave it behind. So, again, that's just it's just about being um, really clear, like you said, and then just simplifying. I think we make it a lot more complicated than it actually has to be. We've already got a lot going on, so let's simplify our systems um, That you know, and it'll work a lot better for us. Yeah, I, I love simple. It's exactly the same with our property management departments. And then um, regularly checking in with how things are working, you can make the appropriate changes and adjustments. And, and they're actually going to not only continue to improve your client experience, but everyone on the team is going to be much happier and actually much more comfortable with change, which is so important when we're trying to create a culture of continuous improvement. So guys, if you're interested in hearing more about what we do at PMIC site, we'd love to invite you to head over to pmixsite.com and check out the PM Club, where you'll have access to over 90 templates along with our courses, resources, training sessions, and guest experts. And just to give you a quick insight into that membership option, the investment is only $99 a month for your entire agency to access the membership, and you can cancel at any time if you no longer feel that what we're delivering aligns with you and your agency. We also have a free bundle option, which I think is amazing because this is where you essentially get to taste test PMIC site and access some of our courses and templates for free for 14 days. So if you're sitting on the fence, this could be a really great option for you to get a feel for what's involved in our membership. But that's us for now. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen into this conversation. And we look forward to bringing you another one next week. Until then, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week.